I'm a little bit surprised by the halftime score. How about you guys? I'm sitting here watching Michigan and Purdue at the big house, just like you. Locked on Big Ten live on a Saturday night starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten live on a Saturday. I am Craig Scheman. Of course, thank you for making us your first listen each and every day when we do this throughout the week and these live shows here on the weekend. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown College for $20 off your first purchase. Hey, is this Harbaugh's last stand before a suspension? A lot of news swirling around today. We'll get you caught up on everything off the football field in addition to this 20-6 to halftime score against the Boilermakers and a couple of upsets today around the Big Ten. We'll catch you up on everything that was going on around the conference today. Plus, we'll have our first look ahead at next week already and the big games on those schedules as well. Be sure to subscribe, especially if you're brand new. Checking us out live. Subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Again, we do this Monday through Friday as well. First thing in the morning, an audio and video on YouTube, whatever you want, however you get your podcast, we'll get to all that. Feel free to hit me up with the comments live here on YouTube as well. We'll get to those in a few moments as well. And before we get into tonight's game, let's catch everybody up on what is going on off the field with Michigan, the Big Ten, the NCAA, and Spygate. First of all, let's start with Connor Stallions. This is the guy, the analyst, the assistant, the paid assistant that is in the center of this Spygate investigation. He resigned from Michigan on Friday. He had been suspended with pay. Remember, he had a $55,000 salary. Many people wondered how he could afford such an operation that was alleged to have gone on since this investigation, of course, has been underway since October 20th. He has been suspended, but now he has resigned. There was a report out there that he was fired, but it looks like he was resigned and he stepped away. He said he did not want to be a distraction to the Michigan football program that he loved so much. And his attorney issued a statement that said Stallions was not aware. I'm sorry, that uh, Stallions said that Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, or anybody on his staff was not aware uh, of anything that was going on. He, he said that, look, Harbaugh and the staff did not tell anybody to break any NCA rules. This is according to Stallions, and he wasn't so sure that they even knew what was going on. So um, Harbaugh all along has admitted that he did nothing wrong, nor knew any of this was going on. Uh, he said to the TV hosts on tonight's broadcast in their pre-show meeting that he was as stunned as anybody when this took uh, took place, when this came to light back in the day, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And um, an interesting week throughout the Big Ten. Let me catch you up on the timeline a little bit here. Numerous Big Ten coaches during the Wednesday coaches meeting with Tony Petiti, the commissioner of the Big Ten. This is a regularly scheduled video conference that they have. When they were done with conference business, Jim Harbaugh stepped off 
and they continued for quite a bit of time afterward, all the coaches airing their grievances against Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan program, and wanting Tony Petiti to do something now. Everybody recognizes here that as the NCAA investigation continues, it's, it's going to take a long time. This is going to go into 2024. This whole season will be a wrap before the NCAA does anything, and a lot of people are going, hey, there's evidence. Why are we letting them continue? Punish them now. Let's let's stop this right now because everybody knows that unimpeded Michigan probably will win the Big Ten Conference and maybe even a national championship. Maybe, maybe. Well, Ohio State may have something to do with that, of course. So then the next day, the conference athletic directors, same thing. They had a meeting too, and they had a much different tone than they did a week ago. And they said, yeah, something's got to be done. They're urging Petiti to do something. What, what does something mean? Well, suspension, fine, what have you, some sort of penalty. And then Petiti told him, well, I'm scheduled to talk with all the, the presidents. He's doing his due diligence, maybe seeing what direction the wind is blowing before he makes a big decision. It'll be the biggest of his career. He's only been on this job about four or five months. But after talking to the coaches and talking to the athletic directors, then he said he's going to be talking to the presidents. And that does include Michigan President Santo Ono, who's a big hardball supporter. And right before that meeting, Ono had an email to Petiti that Ono released to the public that told Petiti, listen, proceed with caution here and allow due process to take place and allow Michigan to tell its side of the story on this deal before you start handing out suspensions and whatnot. There was a story today that Petiti asked Ono, again, the president of Michigan, he asked Ono to do the suspension. You suspend your football coach, suspend him two games. And Ono pretty much told him to, to pound sand, told him to get lost, not going to do it. So I thought that was really interesting where these lines are being drawn here. I want to ask you, do you think that Connor Stallion's termination statement uh, that says Jim Harbaugh didn't tell him to do anything wrong and Jim Harbaugh didn't know what was going on and anybody else on the coach, does that absolve Jim Harbaugh at all? Uh, probably not because the head man has to have some responsibility here. So many feel that some sort of suspension from the Big Ten is imminent now. The president won't do it of Michigan. They won't do a self-imposed one like they did at the beginning of the season. So stay tuned to that. And part two of this story, while all this is going on, there was the story from last week, of course, of the Wall Street Journal that said that the big new fat contract extension that was coming Harbaugh's way was going to be rescinded, right? And then the next day, Harbaugh was asked about it. He says, that's, that's not accurate. The story floating around now is that Michigan – and their administrators are full steam ahead on the contract extension. They want to lock Harbaugh up. They're standing by their guy. There may be a suspension, but there may be a contract extension as well. This is an unbelievable story. I've never seen anything like this in my entire broadcast career. I'm sure you haven't any either. But um, anyway, that's what's going on off the field. And um, a lot of interesting stuff here. So... Um, if there is a suspension, again, there's some thought that it might be a two-game suspension. Again, that's what Petiti asked the president to do. If you look ahead, Michigan, if they do it right now, Michigan's next two games are on the road at Penn State and Maryland that he could possibly then come back for the Ohio State game at the end of the season, the Big Ten Championship and the playoffs, if that's the way it goes. So a lot of interesting stuff. Fantastic to talk about for sure. We've got it covered. We've had it covered here on Locked On Big Ten throughout, and we will continue to do so. 
Regarding tonight's game, oh, yeah, there's a football game going on on NBC right now. It looked like Michigan came out on cruise control. I talked during the week on this podcast. I said to myself, I think Michigan's going to come out and just blow Purdue's doors off. First of all, Michigan's a superior team to Purdue, but also take into consideration that everything that's been going on, Michigan's been on a bye week these last two weeks while all these stories have been swirled around. They're, they're sick and tired of it, no matter no matter what's going to happen. They want to get on that football field and, and take it out on somebody. And I really thought they would blow Purdue's doors off. And in the beginning, in the first quarter, they looked like they were going to do that. J.J. McCarthy hit that nice pass on the left side of Donovan Edwards uh, for 37 yards, and then Blake Corum scores a touchdown. He scored a touchdown in every game this season. That was the 14th of the year for him. 7-0 opening drive by Michigan. Piece of cake. Second drive. Uh, Blake Corum, Superman, going airborne, scoring again, second touchdown, seven-play, 67-yard drive. And then uh, as Purdue's trying to get something going, Hudson Carr got off to a slow start. Will Johnson intercepts him. To Purdue's credit, they slow Michigan down a little bit, force him to kick a field goal. So at that point, it is 17-0 with 4.40 to go in the first quarter. And uh, Michigan clearly did get there – were, there were bad calls on both sides, by the way. Michigan got away with running into the – it was one of the worst egregious calls, non-calls I've ever seen. Michigan ran into the Purdue kicker on the punter. No penalty, no running into the kicker, nothing. Uh, it should have been. Um, but then there was another bad call against Michigan in a minute. We'll get into that in a second. There were a couple of drop passes, and then Michigan punted. All of a sudden, their offense isn't really fine-tuned. Produce defense, you got to give them a little bit of credit. It looked like they started to settle down a little bit in the second quarter there. But the other play, I told you there was the bad call, the non-call on the punt, uh, Michigan into the uh, Purdue punter. There was a, uh, Blake Corum was going in the middle of the field to, to block, and a defender jumped over him and uh, landed on, grabbed his head, and they called Blake Corum for a holding penalty, which I thought was ridiculous ridiculous absolutely ridiculous but uh nevertheless um the uh purdue defense at that point held again uh, michigan kicks another field goal to make it 20 to nothing 7 10 to go in the second uh there was the purdue punt but it hit the michigan player in the back a big break for the boilermakers there and um you know they get a field goal 20 to 3 and then Michigan, why is Michigan going for it on fourth down on their own 35-yard line there? Kick the ball away or do something, but they they go for it. They don't get it. Again, Purdue's defense comes up with a stop. Purdue ends up with another 31-yard field goal. So now Michigan's only up at the half 20-6. to six. I'm very surprised by that score. Very surprised. Uh, Michigan's a pretty good third-quarter team, so we'll see what happens coming out of the locker room. But um, I am surprised. I'm sure you are too. I want to get to some of your comments. In just a few moments as well. Plus, um, there was a lot of great football today around the Big Ten. There were other games and a couple of upsets, frankly. So we will get to all of that in just a minute. We are live on Lockdown Big Ten right here. Hang with us. All right. So I want to tell you about game time. You know, if you go to any of these sporting events, maybe you went to a Big Ten game today. Maybe you had to get tickets. It's a little stressful if you have to be the one to get the tickets, right? You don't want to worry about getting tickets. Check out Game Time. Great app. We'll get you tickets. They got last-minute deals, flash deals, zone deals. They show you the view on your phone from the seat of which you are about to buy, no matter what the event is. That's a fantastic feature. 
They have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. In fact, even an hour after the event. If you're like me, you used to live in LA. You're always late to events. You can still get the tickets after the event starts. It's fantastic. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and the same row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, Create an account and use the redeem code Lockdown College. That's L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. You will absolutely love it. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So, other games other than the Michigan and Purdue game around the Big Ten today, and uh, we'll get to those in just a second. Let me click on some live comments coming down as we are live here on Lockdown Big Ten. Again, if you're new to us, we um, we do this every Monday through Friday. We have an audio, this the audio version only of this. It goes out really early in the morning. It's up there from 4 a.m. on, I think, uh, and then the video, the YouTube version, same podcast, comes out around 6 o'clock if you want to check it out. Go down below and subscribe if you're brand new. Hit the subscribe button. It's free. Get you in our Big Ten Club. Or share us and let somebody that you know that loves Big Ten sports know that we're out here. Um, I took over this um, site. It had, been, it had been going for a while, but I took it over in late June. We had like 1,200 subscribers. We're over 4,000 now. It's growing really fast. Be part of the club. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tice checking in says, this is the most overblown story ever. Really? Spygate? I disagree. I mean, it is overblown. You got that right. But uh, if it's overblown because it doesn't deserve to be, I, I think it's the most newsworthy story in the Big Ten. I absolutely do. Uh, let's see. Josh checking in, saying Big Ten Commissioner Petiti stated he is following due process, but Harbaugh has some responsibility for this uh, sign-stealing debacle. Yeah, and I think Harbaugh even mentioned that to the TV guys before the broadcast. He's, he says he was stunned by what was going on. They didn't know about it, but he also realizes he's the top man there. And yeah, Petiti is kind of letting it play out. Uh, I don't know that that's worthy of criticism. I know the uh, coaches and uh, ADs are like, hey, man, do something. But he's he's letting the NCAA do its due diligence. So some of what you say there, uh, Josh, I absolutely uh, agree with it. Uh, Josh continued, I'm not a Michigan fan, but I think Wolverine management is thumbing their nose at the irrelevant NCAA. Okay, that's, uh, that's your opinion on that. Uh, let's see. David Bowling says, uh, well, I guess Ohio State should start cheating too. Probably not. Probably not. We're going to talk about their game in just a moment. Uh, Tice also saying it was Ohio State that hired the FBI for the sign stealing. I don't know that they hired the FBI, but there is a story out there that uh, Ohio there was even a story that Ryan Day's brother was the guy that uh, ended up uh, turning him in. I don't know. I it's just what that's all out there. It'll all come out in the wash someday. And um, Ohio State needs to sue the Big Ten that is on here as well. So a lot of other comments coming in. I appreciate all that. Let's see. Here's Rick uh, checking in. If Jay Harbaugh was the paymaster, then how could Jim not know? I don't know if Jay was the paymaster. I don't know who was. That's one part of the story we don't have. Listen, there's a huge paper trail. There is. There's receipts. There's games. There's tickets. We still don't know how. Um, this was all paid for by a guy that was making 55 K a year. 
So uh, not sure. Anyway, uh, keep the comments coming in. I totally appreciate them uh, here live on a Saturday night. Uh, very much so. Let's um, let's also check out some of the games that were going on today. A lot of you talking about Ohio State and moving forward. Ohio State today, whew, that was a tough game against Rutgers, at least a tough first half. Rutgers came to play. It was at Rutgers. Rutgers led 9-7 to seven at the half. And look, um, coming out of a, a depleted defensive backfield, there were a couple of injuries for the Buckeyes, and yet their corner, Jordan Hancock, when he grabbed that tip ball for the interception, 93 yards for the touchdown, the interception return for touchdown that broke the game open and got the momentum going for the Buckeyes, who eventually won 35-16. to 16. If all you see was that score, you're really not going to know what happened here in this game. Marvin Harrison, not a huge day, but a couple of his catches were in the end zone for touchdowns, so that's good. He continues there. You, you, can't, you can't let that guy go in the end zone. And Travion Henderson rushed for 128 yards and a touchdown, and it's the second consecutive game he's had over 200 yards from scrimmage This coming off his uh, three-game injury that he missed. He's phenomenal. They're a different team with him in there, and uh, he's kind of he's the glue that makes that offense go. Another phenomenal effort. And the Scarlet Knights, you know, they had a little bit. The Buckeyes have a good defense. The Scarlet Knights put up a little bit of offense. Had 361 yards against them today. Kyle Manungai is a guy we've talked about a lot for Rutgers this year. Rushed for 159 yards in his third straight 100-yard-plus game in a row. He's very good running back there. Rutgers is a good team, man. They are a good football team. Greg Schiano, of course, used to coach uh, at Ohio State with Ryan Day on the staff. They know each other very well. But uh, overall, the Buckeyes scoring defense has yet to give up more than 17 points in a game this season. So things are still pretty good for the Buckeyes. Did you catch the fighting Illini at Minnesota, especially the fourth quarter of this thing? It was crazy. The Illini were leading 21-20 in the fourth quarter of this thing. Minnesota, their defense, they force a fumble. All right, they get the ball, and Ethan Kaliak-Manis just, just throws a perfect, beautiful ball to Daniel Jackson. Just a dime, a 31-yard touchdown strike with 3.53 to go in the fourth quarter for the lead. They missed on the two-point conversion. So it's 26-21 Minnesota at this point. Looking good for the Gophers who are battling in that four-way tie for the Big Ten West. But then on um, uh, the Illini's next possession, uh, Tyler Newbin, who seems like he's always around the ball, gets the interception for the Gophers with about four minutes to go. Now, if you're a Gophers fan, you're thinking this thing, you don't want to say it's a wrap, but it was getting pretty close. You were feeling pretty good. However, weird thing happened on the next Illini possession. Um, their uh, backup, John Panic, comes into the game because Luke Altmaier, the starting quarterback, he gets hurt. And so Panic comes in, he converts on a fourth and 11, puts together a drive. He went three for three for 85 yards, including a 46-yard touchdown to Isaiah Williams with 50 seconds to go. It was unbelievable. They missed on the two-point conversion, but they win. They hold on to win. The Fighting Illini, 27 to 26. They've had a couple of squeakers going down to the wire this year. Isaiah Williams, 13 catches, 131 yards, and two touchdowns in this game. Good job. That was a uh, Brett Bielema has never lost to Minnesota in his entire career. I think he's like 10 and 0 at all of his coaching stops. Remember, he was at Wisconsin for a while and just really uh, he's never lost to him. Meanwhile, Penn State, all business today, huh? They beat Maryland 51 to 15. Drew Aller had four touchdown passes in this game, and Dante Cephas caught two of them. 
And the defense had six sacks and 12 tackles for loss. But here's your stat of the day. Are you ready for this? Penn State held Maryland to negative 49 yards rushing today. Wow. <laughs> also, Maryland started out the season 5-0. and Now they're 5-4. and Four-game four skid. Another wow. Anyway, and then... Iowa at Northwestern, clearly the strangest game of the day in the Big Ten, but any game involving Iowa, and I say this with affection for Hawkeyes fans, is the strangest game of the day. That's just how it's almost like their badge of honor, the Hawkeyes, just to win weird. Uh, this one was at Wrigley Field, by the way. They squeezed it on in there. And Iowa does the most Iowa thing ever. They uh, This is in the week that they announced that offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz isn't coming back because they don't score enough. The game was like 7 nothing for most of the game. It ended up being tied, and then Iowa kicks a game-winning field goal from 53 yards with 14 seconds to go. Iowa wins this game 10-7, to and the Hawkeyes are 7-2. All the problems that the Hawkeyes have with no offense, Injuries. Do you know how many teams would beg to be seven and two right now? Hawkeyes are in that driver's seat for that West Division title. It's hilarious. It's awesome in a way. It really is. A couple of upsets today. Wisconsin goes into Indiana. Tom Allen's Hoosiers get their first Big Ten win of the season. They upset Wisconsin 20 to 14. By the way, I called that on our pigskin picks Friday, yesterday. I don't know if you caught that. I did. I'm sorry. I did. I'm going to, I'm going to claim that one. Got one, right? <laughs> Brandon Sorsby threw for a touchdown and ran for another Donovan McCauley. You know, he used to be a quarterback. Now he's a wide receiver. He's like six, five made an Odell Beckham jr. Type grab in the end zone today. One hander was awesome. Uh, the Badgers lost in Bloomington for the first time since 2002. And, uh, and they're another one of these teams in this heated battle in the West Division of, of the Big Ten. And the Badgers are going to have to wait yet one more week to try and get Paul eligible, stuck on the five wins. And let's, in all fairness to Wisconsin fans, if you're checking this out, uh, Wisconsin played without their starting quarterback, Tanner Mordecai. They were uh, without uh, Chimiri DK, wide receiver. They were without their top two running backs. So um, a lot, they were kind of behind it just before even the game started. Anyway, but Indiana gets the win. Tom Allen really needed that. That's good. Nebraska is, uh, was at Michigan State. And also congrats to the Spartans because they got their first conference win of the season like Indiana did. And they beat a red-hot Nebraska team. Uh, Nebraska had won five of six coming in this one. Kate uh, Hauser comes in. He throws a touchdown pass. Sam Levitt threw a touchdown pass as well. Hauser started. Levitt came in. They both threw touchdown passes today. And uh, two Spartans picked off Heinrich Harburg and Michigan State beat Nebraska 20 to 17. Uh, again, the Huskers were red hot coming into this one. So um, they're still a game away from being bowl eligible as well. All right, lots going on. Again, we are live. Let's check out a few more comments here. I would like to check this out here. Um, some of you are arguing back and forth on the comments. Uh, let's see. Uh, Troy, though, uh, looks like he's a Buckeye fan. I wish Iowa was a stronger program. Look, they're 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 a strong defensive team. They're a strong special team. Oh, Cooper DeGene, by the way, played some offense today. He's their best player. He's their defensive back. He returns their kicks. Get him the ball. They put him on offense a little bit here. Uh, Josh saying Iowa or Nebraska is going to be destroyed in Indianapolis. 
uh, in the Big Ten championship. Yeah, I, we all know like the Big Ten West has never won the championship. They're always like the sacrificial lamb so that somebody can get the Big Ten title and move on to the, the playoffs. And that that usually is a Michigan or Ohio State team. So, yeah, I got you. I absolutely do. Uh, Ram checking in says Michigan needs to think about their reputation. The Big Ten really needs to as well. Short term issues versus long term health. I think that's um, it's a viable comment there. It really is. Um, I, th- I you might be right. So uh, he also said it would be pretty awesome uh, with the uh, complete compete in the conference next year. Yeah, I mean next year with the new teams coming in, it's going to be crazy, and. Um, it's, I'm, I'm curious, is, is Jim Harga, Harbaugh going to be part of Michigan? Again, contract extension is coming. I would like him to be in it because it's good for whether it's talk radio or podcasts. It keeps it interesting. The Harbaugh versus Ryan Day. You bring in the big, the Pac-12 teams in there. I think it's always a great story, but we'll see what happens. Just uh, stay tuned and we'll cover it all here on Locked On Big Ten. Again, we do this every Monday through Friday, but on the weekends after the big games, we come on live. I think we'll come on next week. It'll be a little earlier. We'll because the, the Penn state Michigan game at Penn state is earlier. I think is that a noon or three 30. Um, I'll find out in a minute. We'll have it. Cause we're going to take a look at the schedule in a minute and then we'll come on live in the afternoon after that game next week. want to thank you all for making Locked On uh, Big Ten your first listen every day. If you're one of our everydayers again, be sure to subscribe down below. You'll be helping us out. And share, follow, and like Locked On Big Ten. On Fridays, we have a Locked On College Football Kickoff Live show at 11 a.m. Eastern till noon. And if you miss it live, it's on. In fact, you can go back right now and check yesterday's out. Or you can check our podcast out from yesterday. Always encourage you to go back and catch up. Uh, Obviously, a lot of Michigan stuff uh, with what's going on off the football field. So we will take our first look ahead to what's coming up next week. Just one minute right here, a live version on a Saturday, Locked on Big Ten. So Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers, more than or less than with the stats. You can group two to six players together, some stats, say more than or less than on the stats. If, if you're right, you win. It's awesome. Uh, prize picks, a lot of fun. Been bankrolling my upcoming basketball season with all the football success. And by the way, now they have it so you can combine leagues. You can combine like the NBA with the NFL. Like, for example, you can pair like Steph Curry and say he'll have more than 29 points tomorrow night and pair him with Joe Burrow and say he'll have more than two touchdown passing uh, t- touchdowns passed for on a Sunday night. Hit them both. Winner. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. So here's what you need to do. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use the code LOCKDOWNCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash college and use the code LOCKDOWNCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So, again, thanks for joining us here on this live version. Let's take a look at what's coming up for next weekend, another big slate around the Big Ten. Uh, Indiana is at Illinois. Both teams coming off wins, and both teams have been struggling, so we'll see what gives. This one's at Illinois. 
And Rutgers is at Iowa. Rutgers has a good defense. Iowa keeps low-scoring games. I don't know what the line is on this already. Check it out at our friends at FanDuel. But I will tell you this. Take the under in that game. Always take the under with Iowa football games. Uh, Minnesota is at Purdue. And we'll see how Purdue bounces back here in the second half against Michigan. Northwestern is at Wisconsin. Both teams um, coming off a loss there. Michigan is at Penn State. That's the big game. That is noon. All right, so that's noon on Fox. I should have remembered that. So that means around 3 or 3.30 next week. We're going to go live here on this uh, channel on YouTube after after that game. Not at halftime. After the game is over, we're going to come on live. This will be about 3 or 3.30 in the afternoon this upcoming Saturday. Maryland is at Nebraska. That's a noon game on Peacock. And Michigan State is at Ohio State. That is the nighttime, primetime, 7.30 NBC game. So um, had a lot of fun here with this. Um, again, we're here Monday through Friday. Love it if you would check us out. Share us, tell your friends about it. If you have a Big Ten friend who's an alum or family member who's an alumni a member, whatever, let them know about us. I mean, we are growing leaps and bounds. There's still a lot of people that don't know about us here, uh, Lockdown Big Ten. And I would like it if you could uh, share the word. You can hit me up on Twitter at TalkBig10, number 10. Our website, TalkBig10Number10.com, TalkBig10.com. And the comments on YouTube keep rolling all night long. Let me check this real quick, see if we got a couple other uh, checked in here. Uh, red legs checking in. Petiti needs to pull the plug on the maize and blue cheaters due to being a strain on the conference. Okay. And, um, let's see. Yes. And thank you, Josh, for helping out that game. Like, like we said, is at noon. You are correct. Thank you for your help. Um, and, um, Josh also wants to know if Harbaugh is going to the NFL. I thought so. I don't know. There's still this story out here that, there's a big contract extension coming. And if Harbaugh feels like that, his president Santo Ono is backing him and supports him and wants him there. I think he wants to stay no matter what happens suspension wise. I don't know right now. Your guess is as good as mine, but um, we'll, uh, we'll continue to talk about it right here. There is uh, certainly is an interesting story and it's not going to go away anytime soon for sure. Anyway, be sure to subscribe down below before you go and uh, follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. You'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Again, Monday, we'll have the latest thing breaks on the Michigan Harbaugh story. We'll have the latest on the game between uh, Michigan and Purdue and everybody else, and we'll get ready for the next week as the season just keeps going. November football is the absolute best. Now I want to invite you to check out our friends at the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything else going on in sports. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Thanks for checking us out. I'm Craig Scheman for Lockdown Big Ten Live.